When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Patrick Royce. Um, John Madden, let's start there. 85. Um, and I saw your tweet. And your tweet encapsulates what I think makes the man so incredible. Everybody knows him in some way. Yes. But almost, but it's always on, you know, it might be a coach. It might be a broadcaster. Or probably most importantly to some, the games. <laughs> yeah, the game. The, the, the video game. I have uh, no idea. I, I guess I've never had enough interest in the video game world to find out who went to him and said, let's make this the most popular sports video game in the planet. And, uh, I mean, my uh, the, my grandson, who's now 11, right? And to, it, about every three years, somebody, he gets a new version, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they, they don't get the new version annually because what? I don't know, Declan. What's it cost? What's a good Madden game cost? 60, 70 uh, bucks? Yeah, 60 bucks in every year. Yeah, they come out with a new one every year. 60, uh, 70 bucks, and uh, mm-hmm. once in a while, he, he'll he'll play the old one for about three years. But, I mean, he plays guys all over the country. His, you know, he might be playing a 30-year-old or an 8-year-old somewhere all over the country, playing in the morning up on his couch before he goes to school. And uh, it it is, uh, it is a phenomenal thing that he attached his name to that. And now, now you could go to guys and say, you know, you know, teenagers and say, did you know John Madden coached? No, no. My dad told me he was a TV analyst, but uh, I mean, he only coached 11 years, right? 11 years. Yeah. Basically because he hated flying. He he was, you know, he had ulcers and he was, I'm sure he was a very nervous guy, but his one loss record was phenomenal. Mm. And the other thing is he was the first, one of the re- first really successful coaches at coaching repro base, <laughs> you know, I mean, he just, I, I read some stuff about him, how he said, you know, he worries about, he worries about jumping off sides and he worries about uh, uh, silly penalties. He doesn't worry about what happens when they, as long as they don't get arrested, he doesn't worry about what happens when they leave the uh, stadium. Uh, and, uh, you know, of the four Viking Super Bowl losses, that was, I mean, they had no chance against Miami because Miami ran it down, but that was the indication that the honeymoon was over when they just, the, but that uh, Oakland just kicked their ass, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, Stewie Boyd and a couple other guys always told me that 75 was the end of the peak 
and 76, they were starting to get old and go downhill. And, uh, you know, people, old Viking fans still complain about a fumble when they could have went in and went ahead early. And, but hell, the Vikings blocked the only punt that Ray Guy ever had blocked in that game. And he got a touchdown and they still got their ass kicked. But yeah, I was thinking last night at one in the morning, I was exchanging ideas. You know what he was as an announcer? We had the Monday night football phenomenon, right? Yep. And Dandy yep. and Cosell and Gifford that really, I mean, Gifford was the bland guy, but that really built the, for want of a better word, the NFL brand to new heights, right? Yep. And when that, when Monday night football started becoming just another game, you know, just another telecast, they still did good ratings, but just, you know, another game, this guy came along mm-hmm. and created the same vibe without working as hard at it, right? By just letting his natural personality uh, go out. You know, Cosell was always your shtick. And then Don Meredith was always a shtick. I don't think it was shtick for this guy. I think he just loved going to a football game. I think he also did. He might have been the first guy really to to um, bring coach speak and coach yes. in the booth. Yes. So, so like he he would talk to you like you knew, you know, the sport a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where I think before that it was always the sanitized, you know, here's what they're trying to do or something. Um, I will say say this. I think the Cosell thing, Pat, also was truly the first hot take guy. So like that yeah, was right, the first yes, real yeah. hot take. Yeah. Madden Madden was the first guy to bring X's and O's and coaching speak into the booth. Which worked perfectly at the time. Yes. But, uh, Judd, if you go back to Howard probably and break it down now, in, in modern, compared to modern times, it doesn't seem outrageous. But back then, oh, yeah. All the sports writers were sick, right? So you were, yes. You know, you were not, you're not hearing candid stuff. And, you know, what, uh, Howard also had the uh, advantage of being hammered most of the time he was on. So he'd say he'd say about anything. I remember being in a Buffalo for a Thursday night game when they, they, they tried Thursday nights there for a couple of years. And then I think Howard said, I'm not going to do two nights a week. Yep. But he, I was in the dining room there and he was in there holding court. And at six o'clock, I didn't think he could get out of his chair. And he went on and did the game that night with a nine o'clock kickoff, you know, or eight 30 or whatever it was back then. But, but now did in your TV duties at the, at the strip, did you get the interview men? A couple times. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was always never in anything more than a group with him, but he was a gregarious guy. Oh yeah. He was fine. Yeah. He, he was it fine. is, it is amazing though, this, I wouldn't call him a man of the world, but certainly a man of football wouldn't fly. That he he became so nuts about not flying. That's one of the reasons he quit. Claustrophobic. Yeah. He he said he couldn't sit it. But you know what, John? They'll put you on a private plane. Yeah. You know, you're you might be claustrophobic, but he was so big the last 15 years. They'll get you a plane, John. Oh, hell need, yeah. Fox would have bought You don't need, you don't need to be sitting next to some fat-ass day like me and coach, you know. They'll get you a plane, man. Well, I mean, he 
He got the bus, though. I, I think he became – so I don't think what he started out, Pat, was a shtick. Like, I think nah. that was him. The but I think became it became a, a shtick. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is – oh, it did become a shtick. Because that was shtick. his shtick, you know, yes, the, yes. the bus. Well, and I was boom. trying to explain – I mean, Katie's heard of the guy. and knows of the guy. But I was trying to explain to her the bus thing, and she was confused. I said, well, the last 10 years he had the bus – there wasn't a major newspaper in the country that, and or a major or a TV or a local TV station that didn't do a story on John and the bus. Right when he came to town, they made it help make it. Oh, John's bus pulled into town Friday. You know, it became a it became part of the buildup for the game. And you know what? I mean, uh, Summerall and Brookshire, I guess, started a lot, but. Uh, he had a lot to do with Cowboys being, I mean, yes. they, they were on so damn many times at 3.15 on Sunday, that uh, 3.30 on Sunday, then him and Summerall, they had a lot to do with making the Cowboys. The Cowboys, who have won one playoff game in 25 years, and we still talk about the franchise as though it's uh, this uh, thing bigger than the rest of the NFL. Yes. Oh, Plus you're it yes, is in New York exactly or LA. Right. It's Dallas. Right. Right. Amazing. Right. I they turned they, they turned that team <laughs> and I I recall I went to cover so the first game I covered, I think it was a Vikings game in like oh four or oh five no 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 oh five or oh six in the old stadium there, Pat. And one of my great disappointments was that place was a dump. Yeah. Texas Stadium was oh, a dumpy place, yeah. Right, because you had seen that thing on CBS, like you just said, at 3 o'clock or in prime mm-hmm. time your entire life. I thought, man, it's going to be a football palace. It was a complete dump. I have never been inside the new one. I've been by I've it. It looks like a cathedral of all time. But, yeah, the old one was nothing special. The only thing good about it was, and I wasn't drinking at the time when I went there, but the uh, young ladies bringing uh, – cocktails to your seat up in the press box if you wanted them that was quite a mm-hmm. that was quite a uh quite an, a, a tradition there at the dallas they somebody before jerry jones was a genius in how to schmooze up the media yes. weren't they i mean they were unbelievable that, yes text tram era cowboys were uh, he he had stella on tap as late as 2006. <laughs> so post game, there there was an open tap of Stella, which is not yeah. a bad beer. You just no. go pour yourself a Stella and right on deadline. Yeah, right. God, the old well, days, man. You go a, back to your days. Oh, in fact, that. that was uh, the Cowboys' tradition of feasting the media was such that the Rangers with Brad Corbett bought them did the same thing. They had they were coming the second inning. Some young lady would come and say, "Would you like a Would you like a drink, sir?" Well, I'll have a tonic. Yes, thank you. But don't give me more than two before I'm done writing, will you? Because <laughs> I already had. Or, or I already if you had do two help before me before the game started and the eating lunch. So, yeah, it was the Dallas had. The, they knew that the they knew that the way to a. Sports writer's heart was free booze, so they were very good at that. Everybody in Texas was uh, was pretty good at that. But yeah, he uh, sounds like a heart attack, right? Because he said he died suddenly. So yeah, yep. Yeah. Or uh, eighty five. He was. Yeah, you know, funny thing is, he just he just kind of went away, didn't he? What was he about? Mm-hmm. Early, it's been twelve, thirteen years, right? 
Yeah. Was it 2009? His last uh, the car, the, his last game was the Pittsburgh um, Arizona Super Bowl. Oh, okay. With well, Al Michaels. Okay. All right. Well, it's yeah. He was. Uh, there's no doubt about his place in history. That's for sure. And it's 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 a triumvirate of uh, of well-known stuff. I didn't. Boy, they had some heartbreak in there. Those they had some great teams that lost the. AFC title game. That AFC was so damn good in the seventies. It was amazing, just amazing. You know, I mean, the Chiefs. You look back, the team that beat the Vikings, eight Hall of Famers, and they were chasing the Raiders and the Steelers, and and New England was good then. I mean, they had a lot. Miami. Of, they had yeah, Miami. God, Those Miami teams with how that happen? I mean, Pittsburgh obviously was an old NFL team, right? But, but how'd that happen? How'd they, how'd they get that the, good? The Dolphins, I don't know. You know what? I think part of it really was, uh, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's a lesser version of the American League and National League when integration came. You know, the National League, much more progressive and bringing in black players in the early 50s. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the... Uh, you know, the AFC teams that coming into the 70s, a lot more uh, uh, really great black players. They were, they were extremely aggressive. They weren't afraid to play them at any position. And uh, it was, uh, yeah. I think they were just a step ahead in the the whole process of, uh, of finding the best athletes. Madden and Al m- must have been a great team too, man, because that's two guys that were probably football crazy. Yeah, Davis and and Madden. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, well, it, 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 I was a genius at the time. Well, and Davis, you know, Madden was a kid, thirty-two yeah. years old, and he, he got mad at the other coach, Ray. Who was it, Ray Yock or somebody? Who was he? Got mad at some other coach and gave Madden the job because he was, you know, I think the secret with Al was you'd have to go in and listen to him. Right, mm-hmm. every day for an hour to tell you because there's no doubt Al was a football genius, but uh, but you had to, you know, you had to know who the boss was back then. Bow so. at the altar of Al Davis, but yeah, I think uh, I think John Madden was. I was I was watching part of the documentary last night. I think he was like 42 when he retired from coaching. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, how long before he went on TV? Almost immediately. Almost immediately. He he said they offered him a small package of games at CBS to see how, how he would do. And at first he said, I don't think so. And then thought, if I don't take it now, I might not get this again. And so, but but what I didn't know what was his audition game. So the game that wasn't broadcast, but just to see how he would do. At the LA Coliseum with Bob Costas, who at that time was doing a small package of games for C- CBS. So it was Bob Costas and and Madden doing a practice game. I would like to find some eighty high, mid eighties guy who's still sharp, who was a high school teammate on a football team with Nick Bockwinkel and Jan, John Madden. They were. They were high school teammates. And I just saw that. Somebody put that on my Twitter really? feed the other day. A clipping of the starting lineup will be Nick Bockwinkel, the greatest talker in the history of wrestling. And uh, Madden were uh, high school teammates in football. No kidding. 
Yeah. I had no I, idea. I would, I would love to find oh some eighty-five-year-old teammate. Might have there might have been some locker room pranks and inappropriate behavior and towel snapping going on when someone walked through their bare ass in the, you in think? the locker room, right? Just a huh? little bit. Yeah, yes. Might have been con. They might have had contests for the new guys. I got. I got a hunch hazing was allowed back then. Hey, guaranteed rate bull, Pat. Guaranteed rate bull. I've never had a look, chance with those golfers playing. Congratulations, PJ. You did a great job holding the score down. That was a physical mismatch. That West Virginia had no chance against these guys. Uh, I mean, the first three possessions I had this today. Uh, uh, 21 plays for 148 yards for the Gophers. 11 plays for six yards for the other guys. It was only eight to nothing because the kid missed the chip shot field goal and then the other guy fumbled. But uh, I guess the whole goal was not to look good, but it was to just win the game. huh? I mean, they got down on the goal line and now he can be the benevolent guy who didn't score the last touchdown, blah, 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 with two and a half minutes to go. Well, part yes. of his, part of his whole fraudulent, what a nice guy I am deal. But uh, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, that 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 is a talented team. The Gophers. Mm-hmm. They have a hell of an offensive line. They pointed out last night they had the graphic, and now this is a little distorted with the right tackle, Khalil. But but what their average weight is three thirty five, and the Vikings is three oh seven. Yes, <laughs> something like that. Their but, average weight is. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're all. Four of them are graduating. The other guy's coming back for his sixth year. He got hurt uh, early, but uh, he'll never – this is the best offensive line he'll ever have. He can coach for the rest of his life, and he'll never have a better offensive line than this. And defensively, they got really good. for a, When you consider how rotten they were last year, uh, they put that – they slapped that thing together. This guy can coach a little bit. I think he can. Rossi, I think, he I think he's good. And when he got legit. the job, you know, he got fired at Rutgers. They thought he was a dummy at Rutgers. Well, you know, maybe he didn't have any players. He can coach. I'm, uh, but I think all of us who blame Sanford for the way they ran their offense now know that it wasn't him. It's the coach. It's PJ. They started out passing, though. This is what I don't get. Yes. So, so they started out, and I thought, okay, Sanford's gone. They're going to throw more. And then I think I think as that game went along, he said, I don't have to throw anymore. No, he doesn't. They he kicked their that. ass. He, You're right about he obviously that. told this kid, because remember, when they beat Auburn, they opened it up, and, you know, they, they, they had some dynamic qualities to their offense. But, uh, yeah, I think the uh, getting – Getting Sirocco back, or however we pronounce his name, will uh, be a bit big upgrade for this team. But he won't have as talented of a team next year as he had this year. I don't think they they uh, did not get the most out of this. I still can't figure out how they wound up in that game, though. Ninth highest paying bowl that the Big Ten was in, so basically last in the pecking order. What mm-hmm. they wanted some of it, these other teams? The Outback didn't want them back. I, well, I know which, which makes no sense. I know last that. time they, I know, and they travel. They showed up last time, so. Oh, we travel. If it's warm, we'll go. Yeah, we're bragging about selling out our four thousand allotment of tickets. 
I got news. This is like Gopher fans couldn't have gotten any more if they wanted them. They probably had 12,000 people there. But, hey, oh, we sold out our allotment. Yeah, call them up and go go stand outside the stadium. They'll sell you 12 for $20, you know. Oh, I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for 12 no. I'd pay about 5 And in West Virginia have a bunch of guys. I know the running back. No, they just they just weren't good. Is this it? Yeah, that quarterback was awful. They were puny. He announcers kept trying to say like, "Well, he's good." Uh, You know, he's not a no. He sucks. He couldn't make a decision on that last blitz where the guy damn near killed him. You can see that one coming from a mile and a half away. Why doesn't he step? He couldn't step to his right or left. He had no. He just. You talk about pocket. He just went and stood in the pocket, and, and but he's not a big, strong guy either. He was terrible. He just wasn't good. He just was terrible. But they wouldn't say it. They so they, and and once in a, you know, for eventually the Gophers said, "Well, he's going to be standing right there. Let's go get him." And they yeah. eat the living crap out of him. Yeah. But uh, that was a. Uh... By the way, our great historic Auburn victory. Yeah. They stink in bowl games. I looked it up. They've since they Cam Newton yeah. left, they've lost six out of seven. <laughs> yeah, they, they're yeah. Awful. Let's not talk about that. That's that. No, no, this no. This coach here, victory. this coach here, this Brian Harsin, they brought in from Boise first year. They lost their last six, I think, or last five at least. They want to. They're going to drag, put tie him behind a car and drag him through the streets down there. If you lose five in a row down there, they don't uh, take it uh, take it well. So, yeah, it. I didn't watch any of our feisty Wolves Knicks. Oh, I watched a bunch of it. Yeah, if people were clicking channels last night. They got a boredom fest <laughs> between the Gophers not trying to do anything in the second half, and the Knicks, the Knicks, and the. Lakers, nobody getting to 95 points in the modern NBA. Wow. Hey, ode, ode to Tibbs, Wolves from three-point range, 7 of 38 last night. I, I see Chris Finch made a point of, we had wide open shots. We had 30 of the 38. He's not wrong. They did. 30 of the 38 shots were wide open. Well, maybe he let you shoot them until you made one, right? You know who can't help himself? Beasley. Because he will get hot, but my God, he never knows what when he's gone cold. Was he five for twenty-three? Uh probably. Like he, that. Pat, it's it's incredible though because he goes through these stretches where he shoots well, and then he and then he gets cold, and instead of saying, yeah. you know, I might want to defer, I might not want to, he just keeps shooting. But he's he's really got you know with the rest of them not playing, he can he can just do anything. Oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, they have, they have no option. But uh, yeah, that, I I didn't say anything, but but it, it had to be a fiasco but i was very pleased i don't know about uh how it was ever but game ends at 12 43 it was in my paper today with full stats final score randy johnson a superstar randy johnson and way we had to go stats. randy we had stats i'm i'm getting heat because i uh because i wrote a early column with a few snide remarks in there oh folks the 12.43 kickoff, 12.43 a.m. kickoff. I mean, uh, end. End? We don't have any time. One minute to well, get Well, were you going to write a column from your couch summarizing the game? Yeah, I don't know what they wanted. I don't know. They, you know what? For some reason, because in the last 
30 years, I might have taken a snide remark about the Gophers here and there. They don't like me. Maybe five, maybe five cheap shots in 30 years. And uh, but they, for some reason, they don't like me. Right. And doesn't change the fact. We can all agree on this. Fleck had a really talented team this year. They won nine games. Mm-hmm. And he's still a phony. Okay. We, uh, that's, we, we, we can all agree on that, right? Yes, and we we all we also can agree on on this. You still lost to Bowling Green. That's the yes, yeah. He, that's even it. the announcers last night said, "I still can't explain that Bowling Green loss." Mm-hmm. And those guys were as positive as any announcer oh, could possibly. God, they, they just, this is the they real morning. They did Rod Gilmore was was it Rod Gilmore? Yeah, Rod they, Gilmore and uh, Dave Lemmy. This is the board. real him. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not him. No, nobody wears that suit on purpose. They do it for a uh, there's, there's a reason they're doing it. walking around there like a twelve year old kid going to his first communion, you know. So, anyhow. All right, sir. We will uh, we'll talk, talk to you soon. Talk Pat. to you Friday, and uh, all you people out there trying to catch a flight, Sun Country or anything else. God, am I happy I stayed home this with, with this. Uh, this Christmas vacation. If you're gone, we may never see you again. It's unbelievable. I'll talk to you. See you, Pat. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Tread. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.